Well, I guess I gotta go on and splurge for that bidet. This is the Marty Ray Project Chats, and I'm Marty Ray, one of the hosts of this podcast. You might know me from a beard video, a prank call, a rap song turned acoustic cover, or hopefully one of my original albums. And I'm Chris Wallen. You might know me from... Where would they know me from again? You might know Chris from number one hit songs like Don't Blink by Kenny Chesney and Something to be Proud of by Montgomery Gentry. Whether you know either one of us or not, I bet you're going to have fun here. Welcome to the project. Download, subscribe, and rate, whether you love it or not. Sound supplied by Roadcaster Pro. He's played guitar for Gary Allen, Shooter Jennings, Gretchen Wilson, and even Megadeth, Gene Simmons, and the late, great Chris Cornell. Music is, is in his blood, and he plays guitar like it's part of his body. Welcome to the show, Ryan Warner. How you doing? Hey, Marty. Thanks so much. It's a cool intro. Thank you for being here. Well, you can use that. We'll send you a sound bite, and you can put it on. <laughs> so when you come out on stage. Just play it. So everybody be quiet, yeah. and then you play yeah. You just play that. I'm going to have somebody play it while I walk in a bank or something. Yeah, everywhere you go. <laughs> yeah. Just have an iPhone like this. <laughs> With the old boombox, and just play that. He's played guitar yeah. for Gary Allen. <laughs> just have somebody go in and put like a Bluetooth speaker in the yeah. middle of the room and walk back out, and then have it start. And then... yeah, they go in. They go inside the bank, and they're like, "Wait, just wait one second. They're like, "What are these people doing? They're setting up like a speaker system, fireworks, everything. It's gonna be nice, Ryan." We're going to film it. Yeah, I really look forward to it. <laughs> we start every show with a fast five. We ask five quick questions, and we get five answers, not necessarily quick. You ready? Okay, yeah, my brain's not that quick, but I'll do my best. It's fine. <laughs> what are the unwritten rules to playing a guitar in a music store? Man, everybody likes to say don't play stairway, but I love that stuff. I'm never going to say that. Uh <laughs> You know, just don't play it too loud. That's really the thing. I worked in the store for three years, man. If they t if they played uh, if they played it uh, too loud, that's when it was kind of eye rolling, you know. So if they crank the amp up, that was the that's yeah, the like if it's, rule. yeah. If they're like you know trying to hit stadium <laughs> level and they're just really <laughs> right. trying to check it, the power, that's hey. probably what I avoid for myself. They're, if they're trying to reach, I wouldn't the, hire, If they're trying to reach oh, sorry, the level man. that you reach. When you go into a bank with your introduction, <laughs> then that's a no-go. No-go. I get it. No-go. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Exactly. The strangest <laughs> yeah, place. Yeah, it's good to look like you know what time it is when you go in. You know? <laughs> yeah. The strangest place you've urinated. Wow. Whew. Yeah. Man. He said, he said, whew. I've been some strange places and urinated, my friend. <laughs> you, you asked the wrong guy. <laughs> He's like, uh-oh. <laughs> The, the strange places are hard to, re yeah, I don't know, man. The a drum shell. I mean, what <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't man, know. I don't know. Back, back seat of a car. I keep, I keep coming to mind a time when I was on a like sometimes on a few days off on the road, and a bus driver will turn the bus off, and then you oh, still yeah. got to go. And I remember a time like holding my you know, early days flip phone trying to see and dropping the phone in the toilet because the whole bus is pitch black. Mm. Oh, man. That's not really like that weird, but that's what stands out to me. You're holding back on us, but we'll, we'll, we'll slide <laughs> the next question, Ryan. Um, man, I keep, I, I got a good bladder. I hold it in. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite band? Favorite band of all time 
Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. That's why you don't mind Stairway to Heaven being played in exactly, the music store. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. What, I love Wayne's World. It's a great bit. What kids movie scared you when you were a child? Dude, Labyrinth. David Bowie as oh, the Goblin man. King. Yeah, Labyrinth. That yeah. scares me now. When I came oh. out, I was about three. I saw that when I was about three because we had the cable box. Remember in the 80s, you got the cable box where you could get all the free stuff? <laughs> yeah. Well, we had that, and I remember watching that, and he, that David Bowie character scared me as a three-year-old. We had a – my dad had a satellite, the big satellite, the big – Yeah, we had that. Ones where, you, where you would hit G3 and it would turn. And find the satellite. Oh yeah! In between I those, I lived in between the satellites. So, like, because as it's turning, you're starting to pick up negative feeds of channels. Yeah. And as a boy, you know, you're starting to see a few negative you're feeds. Like, of things. <laughs> so you figure out if you go from G3 to E9, it's like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so you just keep going back and forth, and it's like, and it's a feed that does this. It goes. Zzzz. You see the the image going down as it's doing that, and you're like, hey, go back, do that again. <laughs> but did you ever experience anything like that, Ryan? Or yeah, we had that ditch. We had the big 20-footer my yeah. like whole childhood. And it was the thing I'm talking about was the early cable box, the black box, you know. Right, but right. on the G on the the big G5 satellite thing, what I remember most is you remember some of those deep deep like lesser used satellites, you'd see those just news feed channel. It wouldn't be news, it'd just be the guy sitting there waiting to come on and he's doing his time. All day and night of that. <laughs> yeah. I, I never could figure out who was watching it. <laughs> Just sitting that there. Was my, that was my favorite. <laughs> Behind the yeah, scenes forever. They still, as a matter of fact, legend has it, that's still happening right now. He's still sitting there today <laughs> fixing yeah. his tie. And it was like, <laughs> it was like it could be a Colonel Washington local guy. It wasn't like, you know, it was just all the feeds are out there in the universe, man. <laughs> Ryan was the one Missed watching that, that show. Dish. He was the one watching that channel. <laughs> yeah. He's, I, was he's... Waiting for the, I was waiting for the news to come on. I never did. <laughs> <laughs> Which body part do you wish you could detach? Detach? Yeah. Still use. Man, right now. Detach my... and use and then, re and then reattach. Right now, I want to detach my shoulder blade. I can't get it back in the place, and it's bug bugging me. Well, the chiropractor can help you <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been hitting him. We're not there yet. <laughs> when anyway, it, right now, that's it. That's not a great answer. But. Yeah, well, we'll we'll go with that. Shoulder blade. He'd like to detach his shoulder blade. Chris. Yeah, just the whole arm right now. It's out of whack. You want man. the arm off there? Oh, we'll send a guy. <laughs> just right now. We're going to send a guy to you. <laughs> when did you? What age did you start playing a guitar? Eight, right around eight. Eight years old. I always had like, what's that? Eight years old. Yeah, I had toy guitars. I was already like serious about my toy guitars, and then at eight, I just kind of flipped it into a real one. Now, who inspired you at eight years old? Clapton. Eric Clapton. Oh yeah, I knew that. Yeah, because I, I saw a video that. interview you did with uh some some guitar thing it was a brief thing but i i saw mm -hmm. that on a, on somewhere doing the study for this yeah at a young age it was my dad cuz he obviously plays you know out you know he's one of the best in my book and so i always wanted him to like put the guitars on in my hands and stuff when i was a real little right but when i heard the that early clapton when i heard white room that stuff i just was like no this is it that's what i wanted to sound like that's it is your 
do you enjoy playing with your dad now or playing with Megadeth? (laughs) Well, the Megadeth thing was just kind of like a bring in a session guy thing. So I didn't really like get down with it with them. You know, I just kind of played my part. Yeah, well, we ain't telling them. We're cutting that part out. (laughs) (laughs) playing with my dad is is, uh is always great when we get to do it you know live it's been a minute but uh because it's always like hang on what's he gonna throw at me you know because he can throw anything he wants right he's usually pretty nice about it but uh that's that's pretty fun and we have a couple songs that we've recorded together over the years that i've written with him so we kind of have a little back and forth we we can get into when we uh when we're both in practice, it's pretty cool. Ryan, I but I do love to, Megadeth. I don't know how to yeah. tell you this, um, but I once almost killed your father. <laughs> well, I'm glad I, it was an almost. <laughs> I once almost killed him, and I'll tell you, back uh, I, I moved to Nashville when uh, you know when I was probably probably 18, 19, something like that, and. Um, I had this guy got me backstage at the Opry. He knew some people and, and, uh, Chet Atkins was back there. And, and so I'm hanging out backstage at the Opry. Your dad is playing. Okay. So there's a barn. I'm and and the drummer is in the, um, the, like the door of the barn in the Opry. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so I'm leaning against the door, and I just uh, I'm just, and your dad's playing on stage, and he goes, and it starts moving. I'm <laughs> leaning, and the barn starts moving, and it starts going like that, just because <laughs> just the sheer uh, you know, and I, the thing that come through my mind, I'm like. I just got here and I thought it was going to fall and and I, I kind of run behind the, the drummer. I was like, Oh my God, I could have killed Steve Warner. <laughs> they <laughs> never forgot me. <laughs> they had never forgiven me for killing Steve Warner. And I was like, well, I wonder uh, to this day, I wonder if there's, if there's, um, cause I'm sure they filmed it or whatever. If there's a film of the, of the back drop, just going like this <laughs> and there I am on the back mm. of it. That'd be cool to see. That's like something out of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Your, your dad owes his life to Chris. <laughs> I know. I know. Essentially. Yeah. I guess I better get him on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Let him know that he owes his life to Chris Waller. <laughs> yeah. Please, please tell him that, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, go get the phone. Yeah. Okay. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, your favorite guitar, is it a Les Paul 59? Yeah, you know, I have a couple favorites, but my it's a reissue of a 59. Unfortunately, I don't have a real one, but this particular reissue of a 59 is I went through a lot of them in my in the Gretchen Wilson period. It's all I was playing. Mm. And I finally stumbled on one that kind of had the had the uh, fairy dust on it or whatever you want to call it and sold a few things to pay for it and have, you know, held on to it ever since. Did you, but, uh, yeah, that's probably it. What other, what other guitars, what, how many get, different guitars do you play? You other, other than, it Les depends Paul. on the gig. 
Yeah, you know, I kind of have a little bit of everything, and it depends on the gig or what sound I'm going for. Like with Gary, I really was trying to do more of a sort of my tribute to Pete Anderson or something, really telly. So I was playing like very stripped down Fender amp Telecaster, trying to get that real aggressive, loud Pete Anderson kind of sound, you know, from the Dwight stuff and all that. And uh, so that telly that I play with Gary is pretty magic. And then I have a 59, or actually a 59 uh, Stratocaster. That was my uncle uncle's guitar. And he taught me a lot of things on it growing up. He was in my dad's band, you know, till the late nineties or something. And um, I learned that a lot on that guitar growing up and he gave it to me a few years back. So that's definitely like the most sentimental one. So those so you, three probably. So did you ever get into playing like the big uh, Gretsch? Well, however you say the name of that guitar. How do you say the name of that guitar? Is it Gretsch? Gretsch, Gretsch yeah. It's just Gretsch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah those I, big, massive electric guitars. Yeah, you know, I've always liked them for certain things. You know, um, like a lot of guitar players, I like to kind of mimic the sound of my favorite guys. So if you want to. If I'm listening to a guy that plays a Gretsch, all of a sudden I'm wanting that sound. But um, my dad plays one a lot because it was the Chet guitar he was the most associated with. And then last year, the, he and I and a third friend of ours co-designed a Gretsch model for my dad. And it's just come out this last year. That's cool. It's pretty cool. Right on. Yeah. Steve Warner edition. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's the Steve Warner Nashville Gentleman is what it's called. Oh, wow. Oh, that's real. Yeah. Gentleman. I like yeah. that. Is now, it, that wasn't, wasn't that yeah. a Gretsch? Didn't they have a gentleman? The uh, uh, they, Yeah. Just the gentleman. They had a, they got a, got a guitar called that. Now they got that's the cool. Nashville yeah, the, gentleman. I like that. Yeah. Well, the story is they, they had a Chet guitar. Like one of the actual Chet models back in the classic, you know, 60s period was the country gentleman. The and then they did gentleman. And Gretsch asked that. Exactly. That's the orange one you always see. Yeah. Or no, that's not the orange, well, the brown one. The country woman's that brown one. Anyway, yeah. they asked my dad that Gretsch came up with that name, Nashville gentleman, and asked if he would if he if he would sign off on it and he liked it and he actually asked permission from Chet's daughter too, just to make sure that didn't step on any toes. Right. That's we awesome. Named it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What mm -hmm. is so. did was was you when did Chet Atkins pass away? Um summer of two thousand one. 2001. So did you play yeah. with Chet every now and then? Did you learn some stuff from Chet? I was around him a lot and he, when he and my dad would play, but I never, I just kind of sat at that altar, you know, I right. did with him. <laughs> Chet Atkins. By the time I was old. Yes, sir. I just sir. wanted and the people the listening was, to know who we're talking about here because I just realized that we've only said Chet. So we're talking about Chet yeah, Atkins Chet, here. Yeah, you Chet, know, one of the legends, country music of not only guitar producing and all that. But, um, I never put, by the time I was older and I really kind of had some more facility and mobility, he uh, was, you know, lesser in health and stuff like that. But younger days he would come over, you know, kind of like we'd go, my dad and I would go to his office downtown or, you know, on the row, or he would come over a couple nights before Christmas and they would sit around and play guitar or stuff like that. But I just got to be witness. When you were there, did you not have a guitar and start like playing with them ever or just, sit there and listened every time you never you never ever had a guitar while you was around them and because you said you started when you was eight years old yeah yeah I, yeah i know i mean i could i guess i could 
in the specific time I'm thinking about that when they were playing at the house, you know, I just didn't dawn on me. It was just the family was all hanging out and I didn't want to run upstairs and it was just kind of something him and my dad were doing. Were you, were you actually a a fan of Chet or did you just not really care for that style at the time? I was absolutely a fan of him because I'm a fan of all things guitar, obsessed with all things guitar from Megadeth to Chet and Jerry Reed and all that. It's Mm. the guitar that I love most, you know? So I, and the stuff he played in his right hand and all that is mega to this day. You know, everybody's still trying to do it. So I'm a fan, but you know, maybe I didn't have my place there. I was just kind of like, I'm just a kid, you know, I'm talking, this is, I'm 14, you know, yeah. I'm good for a 14 year old, not good enough to sit on with Chet. You know what I mean? Definitely right. intimidating. Yeah. Hmm. I just meant not yeah. trying to show Chet anything or even, even be heard, but no. just be sitting there so that years later, like now you can say, yeah, I played with Chet Atkins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I guess I missed out. <laughs> yeah. He put that in the bio. Yeah. yeah, that'd be in my bio. I used to jam right? with Chet Atkins yeah. back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. My only thing I got, he used to, you know, he used to always send those tins of popcorn at Christmas. And, you know, I got popcorn from him. That's all I got to say in my bio. <laughs> Uncle Chet. Boy, I'll tell you. Yeah. Did, uh, he was a cool guy. Did you ever have a band when you was growing up? Did you start a band or? Not till after high school. I didn't really have anybody like when I went to school and stuff. There weren't really a lot of people my age to play with. And there was a couple guys who they played guitar. I was like, we, we can't all sit around and play guitar, you know? Right. So I kind of just would younger, you know, get up and play with my dad's band, older guys once in a while, you know, in high school. And then as soon as I got out of high school, then I got in with some guys and we did the whole, you know, teenage, early 20s band, van and trailer all that stuff, which is still some of my favorite memories and some of my favorite people to this day. Mm. So how how many tours have you been on? Man, I haven't counted them, but you know, I mean, I got out of high school. Yeah. I mean, there's, I've been doing it. I mean, I've been doing it without stopping until this year, uh, since Oh five, I think. So, you know, I got 15 years of it in pretty nonstop and every, you know, mostly country people being from here in Nashville, as you can imagine. Um, so I'm thinking Gary was the last five years, about five years leading up to that was Gretchen couple years with Leanne rhymes before that. I did a solid year of like arena stadium, not stadium. Well, we did the Titan stadium arena and like shed tour with jewel. And then Shooter Jennings, uh, man, all kinds of stuff. My very first gig was Shadaisy. Remember them? They were three oh, yeah. sisters. I remember Shadaisy. Yeah, that yeah. was my very first gig when I was like 24 and didn't know anything about anything, you know. Hmm. And those, some of those dudes in that band are credit to this day and always respect for showing me, helping show me the way. And the drummer in that band to this day is still my all favorite. And I try to play with him every chance I get. Every. So. Now, what did you do with Chris Cornell? He, this is actually pretty cool. I'm really proud of this. Um, he is pretty, was, unfortunately, was pretty tight with John Carter Cash. Oh, yeah. And he as he was a fan of Johnny Cash's like everybody on the planet is, you know, or at least I think everybody is. Anyways, uh, John Carter had this project going on 
where he had had this um, book from Johnny's like poetry. He was writing some songs and poetry and they were unfinished kind of like from the early seventies, I believe. And uh, he was, he had this idea to hand out the unfinished songs and poetry to artists he liked and respected to finish the songs. And then he brought him into the cash cabin to record, record these Johnny cash songs and made this album came out a couple years ago under Johnny's name, Johnny cash forever words. And I, they, they needed an acoustic guitar player that listened to rock music and knew the sensibilities of what Cornell would be looking for. Um, and somebody, how my name got in the hat and I showed up and I was at the cash cabin with some of the, some killer players and Cornell walked in and we cut the track in like two, three takes and packed up and he sang the vocal and that was it. But man, it was insane to be around him, hearing him sing the scratch vocal in my ears when I'm trying to cut acoustic intimidating my yeah, god man my wow. buddy ira dean was uh, uh w- w- i don't know if he was there for that one i know i know they did another one of that and uh was part of yeah. that yeah yeah he's on the record i've got a few yeah. other friends on the record he wasn't on wasn't on the track i played on but but i did see his name on the i bought the vinyl when it came out yeah just, yeah you know the collection because i'm real proud of that so and so we be. did it almost a year almost exactly thanks almost a year before he died we did it and then they just kind of sat on it, let the rest of the record get made. And then he died and then they put it out not long after. So right. I'm real proud of it. And that 59 Strat is all this. I played some kind of spooky electric guitar stuff on it with my uncle's guitar. I was proud of that. Oh, too. that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. What was the yeah, first? I was real proud. What was the first big gig you ever had? Like that, that was of note. Well, that, I guess it depends on, the scale of what, you know, what people are thinking of the first one that was like a major, like I said, record deal gig pro gig was that Shadaisy one. And I was, that was when I was only thing I knew was playing in, you know, my, you know, broke bands and stuff. So the, like I said, those guys showed me the way in Shadaisy and that sort of snowballed pretty quick to, uh, the shooter Jennings, which I felt very at home with those guys and really, loved that short period of time but i really look back on it with a lot of good memories and i respect the shit out of him um and then the jewel one after that that was the first one when it was like okay i'm walking in in two days and she sold 30 million records and on the front of rolling stone and all that that's that was the one where i was kind of like all right i better straighten up and do this shit right <laughs> so out of all the touring that you've done and all the acts that you've played with or whatever which one did you enjoy the most? Man, on the, it's hard to say. Cause there's so much, so there's like different criteria. Some things are more, I liked it for the music. Some things I liked it for the hang, but right. for the brotherhood, man, that Gary gig was unlike that's something that I'll never Ben can, Ben knows what I'm talking about, but uh, man, it's uh, a couple of those guys. I'll mean more to me than, people I actually am related to. <laughs> well, Ben left now, so, so you can uh, tell us the truth. Uh, what was the actual? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, good to know. <laughs> no, but the Gary gig, man, I, lo- I love Gary like a bro, not just a boss scenario. You know, he's been there for me and bit over the years and all those guys. Truly, that's the only one where I felt like it was uh, home for a long time, you know. So yeah. that's the one. You know. Were you the band leader for Gary or was that somebody else? 
No, there was a guy. There's a guy. He's a legend. His name is Brian, and he's the band leader. He's the bass player, and he's been with Gary since since probably right where I need to be came out, like 2001 ish. Mm. So he's hitting a 20 year milestone, and he's the nicest guy that you'll ever meet. He's he's the. I just I love the guy. He's one of the. He's just. Uh, I don't know. He was like my uncle out there, and everybody's uncle. But anyway, right. he was the band leader. I've always skirted the band leader duty, man. I never wanted to, never. <laughs> I've done it a couple times at Jewel, and I don't, you know, it's, I'm nobody's boss, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at you thinking, this ain't nobody's boss, this guy here. There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> you can put that on a t-shirt, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to add that to the intro before I send it. It's just got the end, going to say, I'm nobody's yeah. boss. You know what I mean? Man, I like to show up and play guitar, do my, do what I do, and get out. You know, I let somebody else handle the business. Yeah. What's the craziest thing that happened on a tour? Like, I know when one show, Chris and uh, I forgot who they were talking about, how you can't you can't grow a tail on the tour bus. That means taking number no, two. You can ride a number one, but you can't go number two. <laughs> that you? is a that is a general rule of thumb, man. And, <laughs> and I, again, back to the uh, the Gary thing, you know, and my praise for that gig, he. Before I joined that band, he upped the ante on the band bus toilet to where that was not an issue anymore. You want to talk about a, like a game changer in your daily life. Oh, do you get a grinder? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't, mm -hmm. you know, you get home. It's not like in the a Sunday morning when you're trying to get home, see whoever you're yeah. missing. And then it's like, well, three guys got to stop at three different times Yeah. or whatever. What's a grinder? You get home fast. It's hard to go. It's going to be hard to get up, go back from that. What's a grinder? It's just part of where where it actually uh, it uh, it gets rid of everything where they don't have to go. Oh, you just yeah. grinds up the yeah, the, the turdage. It, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a game changer on the road, man. It really is. Everybody that has it, it's like oh, I don't want to go back. They're they're in a lot of uh, star buses. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, but since we rode with Gary, he made sure that we had it because yeah, he it, so it was perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Gary's a but good yeah, guy. that's I never had a problem with that, man. I was built for the road. I never had a problem with that. I would probably go with a, you know, I was in a with in those early that jewel touring period. We were in a pretty heavy duty bus wreck. That was one, and everybody was okay, but the bus was pretty mangled and uh, had a broken guitar. But that was one, you know, we had a we had a honestly, Gary first year first or second year with him, we were trying to get to a gig in like. Oregon and we got in the air out of Nashville and it was that infamous day when all in Southwest computers died. Right. And we were in the air between here and Vegas. And when we got to Vegas, it was like all hell broke loose. No, loose. Nobody, we got stuck in the airport for like 30 hours. You know, we ended up, it was insane. Man. They had to charter a jet there and the jet was leaking fuel and we had to oh, find God. another one. We almost had a, it was a massive, we, we got there like, eight minutes before the show was supposed to start. I was wearing the clothes I left my house in, you know, two days before. Wow. That was pretty mega. <laughs> wow. Yeah. When That's... the guy said, get off the plane and, it, and he said, don't ask why just get off right now. That was something. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a little scary. That is a little scary. Golly. We were getting off and one of the guys was like, so what's, he goes, just keep walking inside. I'll tell you when we get inside. And then mm. he was like, see how the runway's all wet. He was like, that's, that's the hydraulic fuel. No go. Mm. Oh, you all almost yeah, that just was died. Probably, 
Yeah, Man. that was, and that was after the, you know, the, the, the 30 hours of, you know, trying to drink our way through airport hell and all that. <laughs> Golly, well, Chris, but, were you uh, there? They almost died too. Was, huh? was you there at that airport? Cause they almost yeah. died there and, oh, you trying to, you almost yeah. killed Ryan too? I almost killed, yeah, well, I went after his dad yeah. and I was like, maybe I can make this happen too, though. I didn't, it you didn't work the first airplanes. time, but you know, sometimes yeah. things don't work out, you know? Leaning on that kiosk and it fell over. Yeah, man. You gotta you gotta watch Chris now. You get on his bad side and uh things happen. It's just weird stuff happens, man. Yeah. <laughs> you um I probably go with those those mishaps, probably my ones that stick out first, you know, come to my mind first though. Do you write songs? Yeah, I do. I I've never been a lyric guy, unfortunately. I'd be better off if I was, but kind of just you know riff on the guitar and get my you know get those kind of ideas out right right so and so, either hand them off to somebody for lyrics or, or instrumental stuff you know mm-hmm. Marcy, how many songs have you written that way man i got well there's a lot of half finished ones you know it's like but i've got tons of stuff man i've also I've been doing here all year it's working you know i've you know got albums of stuff in like kind of various states right right you know? So. you produce as well or you like to produce stuff you know i've only ever done you know kind of had hand and or 50 50 split my own stuff but i've always enjoyed doing it man particularly the guitar side of it kind of where you are use that brain of like okay this sound for here and that sound for there you know but i do like it a lot yeah so you really and i'm getting this vibe from you that if if it ain't guitar you ain't with it you 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 don't you listen to any <laughs> piano only songs? Oh, I mean, I love yeah. I mean, I'm a music fan first and foremost. You know, just so curious. a good good piano ballad or something, of course, man. But what it, about what about I just acapella? mean when as it pertains to me. What about acapella? Acapella, you know, I guess it depends. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not into the, into that too much, but. I really just kind of I guess my theme is go with what you know, and I only know this window of stuff i know what i know real well and the rest is kind of like a crapshoot i see so i just kind of stick with what i know when it pertains to myself you a bb king fan oh yeah yeah do you know how his uh, guitar got the name lucille you know i don't know that one to be honest with you he was you know this chris i don't you don't well you're shaking your head yes i don't appreciate that you acting like you know this, well, I, this question. I, I just, you know, you're you, looking you at planes over there trying to see what you can I sabotage. Am. I'm looking at planes. I was going to see if I, you know. Trying to sabotage another somebody uh, well, else. So, so where are you going to next? I'm uh, really looking over and there's somebody <laughs> in a plane over there. You don't need to see that. <laughs> like Southwest. I remember you. <laughs> anyway, yeah. the story of how uh, Lucille came about was B.B. King was playing at a, uh, a little place in Arkansas, which is where I'm at, I was actually raised. He's playing at a little place uh-huh. in Arkansas on stage, and on while he was on stage, these two guys were literally got into a fight, and they were fighting, and they, it was over a woman, and they got to fighting, uh, wrestling around or whatever, and they knocked over a barrel of kerosene, and that kerosene lit on fire, the whole place went ablaze, and everybody ran out, including BB King, and BB realized he left his prized guitar inside the place and he ran in through the fault of fire and got his guitar out and after that he found out that the woman's name that they were fighting over was lucille so he named his guitar lucille 
Really? Oh, wow. That's true. True story. Man, that's a story. I yeah. never knew that one. Where in Arkansas was that? I have no clue where, where it was in Arkansas. Yeah. But you no, know, I just mean where were you? Where would you? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Blavo, Arkansas. You know where yeah. that's at? I'm not. I'm not. Next. No, I'm just not an expert. I just wondered. You know. Oh, I I've thought, you, kind of been I thought you was like. Now I know Arkansas. You, no, you've no, been Tennessee. in Tennessee the whole. You've been in Nashville your whole life. Yeah, I lived here the whole time. You was born here. Yep. Okay. Right down in what used to be Baptist Hospital. They call it something else now. Actual native. My we got another native on our show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad moved here in '73, so you know he's been here ever since, and that's you know where I that's where I ended up. That's how right. I came here. So, so, so he, uh, but yeah, he lives in Franklin. So I grew up down there, and then moved up. We moved down to Franklin, when, you know, late '80s, and then I moved back up to town, and you know, 12, 13 years ago. Did your dad help you get your start in music when you started playing for people, or? Was it all? No, not, not at all. It was me. Well, it was a, a friend of mine. You guys probably know him. He's a big session player here in Nashville named Rob McNelly. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, he's played on a, I mean, um, mm-hmm. he's one of the yeah, guys. But, you know, he's oh, always yeah. the CMA oh, yeah. award and all that. Has won it before. But anyway, I've known him since I was probably 20 years old or something. And he recommended me a Daisy gig that his college roommate was their band leader. And uh, they said, we're looking for a young guy. They want a lead guitar player, a young guy. And he said, do you know anybody? And Rob said, Rob threw my name out. And then the guy called me and I, I thought I was going to have to go. I was nervous. I was going to go to the audition and all that. And he goes, Rob's so great. If you know him, you, you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. And the guy just said, uh, man, if Rob says you're good enough, you're good enough. You're hired. And that was it. And nice. I never had a, never out of a job since. I just snowballed it every time. Okay. Heck yeah. I like that. Word of mouth. Yeah. You know, and you know, you get lucky, you know, people, but you know, you have to show up and back it up. Of course. Right. Luckily I never uh, dropped the ball on my end. So (laughs) I'm just trying to keep running with it until I can't. What do you got? What are you doing now? Cause I, I, I heard that you just retired from the Gary gig, right? Yeah. I retired back. Right before all the, you know, I retired. My last day with them was February 15th. What, are you, what are you going to be doing with your time now? Well, I've been working. I've actually been working on a unnamed uh, record with this, uh, with a singer buddy of mine, like a rock band album. I've been working on that. And then, you know, playing on stuff here and there, kind of get those calls like we're talking about. Right. Uh, you know, random sessions pop up here and there, but. You know, writing a few things with my dad. We got a couple little things up our sleeve and basically practicing and writing, hanging out in town. Something I haven't done in 15 years. You enjoy it? Yeah, I miss playing, man. I'm definitely like, that's in my blood always, you know. I'm definitely missing that. I I was telling another guitar player buddy of mine, we were on the phone yesterday, and I was like, man, when it's time to go, whenever that is, I was like, I'm coming out with a switchblade, man. I'm like ready to jump <laughs> what's your favorite like uh, what's your favorite guitar riff like yours i mean you clearly like rock more than country oh I, yeah I yeah I mean, I'm, yeah i'm definitely first and foremost a rock guy god rock the just a riff man i've got i've had van halen on the brains he's my other guy besides the zeppelin is van halen and since eddie died you know i've been you know yeah he's been on the brain a lot so i probably go with van halen unchained can't beat it. Hmm. 
you, that still rips out of the speakers in a, you know, in a way from since 81, it's, it still pops. What's the longest you've ever played guitar? Straight. Straight. Man, I don't session. know. I've spent a lot of time playing. I've, I don't know, straight, maybe four hours, five max. Okay. Yeah. I have a reason why mm. I asked that at the end of this show. Um, okay. I'll let you know that we're, we're nearing the end of it now and we want to thank you for your time, but I do want to say, I don't know if you get on social media at all. Do you get on social media? Are you on there? I do a little bit, but not, I'm not heavily invested in it. I'd usually just put up little guitar clips here and there out of boredom. So you, you're not doing anything on YouTube and whatnot. I have, yeah, people, I, I haven't really, I've got a couple things I've put up. It's usually just little, like I said, guitar playing clips and stuff, but once in a while. Yeah. yeah. But more Instagram. Right on. Well, yeah. I was going to say, it'd be cool to see you get on there and, and talk about uh, playing with those people and then playing a few things on there and, and hinting at some of the things you got going on now since you're retired you know, from it really good idea yeah that's a good idea man I've, I've been thinking about kind of digging into that a little more i do have a youtube you know username channel i just haven't really rolled what my sleeves it? up with it yet but is, uh, is it just ryan warner I think it, yeah just ryan warner all right but there's right now there's just a few vi some videos of me kind of checking out some different guitar amps and stuff like that you know but not nothing major right on. but you know that's actually a really good idea i appreciate it too i appreciate you saying that yeah, I'd, I'd like to see. I, I like seeing people on there that are that have a history of of playing, and then they they show people certain things. But anyway, it is you know it's not for everybody. But I'm a, I'm a big YouTube guy, so I'm that's Man, that's I, the only reason I, I know anything about music at all is because of YouTube. So I, hey, I'm with you, man. I'm on it all the time watching videos. I was watching a bad company listening to a bad company bootleg from 76 on YouTube an hour ago or two hours ago. I, I get down the rabbit hole big time. I just haven't contributed that much in my own way, I guess. What but I'm the, like you, man. I'm all What are the places before I got to ask you this since you're a Nashville native, what are the places that you eat? What are you, your favorite eating places in Nashville? Man, you know, you know, I'm a big guy. Like, That's what I think about. Growing up? <laughs> More recently or like all time growing it, up? Wherever, at any time. Yeah, well, dude, ever since I was a kid, you know, everybody's favorite quick lunch place in, you know, Thompson Lane Calypso Cafe, that was one of my favorites as a kid all the way through. Uh, but um, I, I miss going as a kid. My dad always took me to uh, Houston's. Remember that was down oh, on man, West End? I remember Houston's. Yeah, he always – he always like had a meeting with somebody or we'd be it with chats or whatever. And we go by there and, you know, that was my favorite as a kid. Cause I was probably, cause I got to go, it was me and my dad's thing too. It was the first time I yeah. ever had, um, like deep fried pickles. Was it Houston? You talking about Houston's like the steakhouse? There's, there's like a, there's it's, a couple, there's a chain yeah. of them around, but there used to be one on West end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a Houston's in Memphis. They have some really oh, good there? ribs. Yeah, as well. Yeah, as there's one in Atlanta too. There's one in Buckhead in Atlanta too. Yeah. But yeah, that place was sentimental to me growing up, going there. But you know, because of it was me and my dad's thing. But uh yeah, I, that's around you know, I live in East Nashville and there's a couple cool little restaurants over oh, here. Yeah. There's some cool Rockland stuff. Rockland Table is really good. And uh 
Margo. We have a really good pizza place over here. But I was telling of... him my favorite breakfast place is Marche's. Same all day uh, long. Marche's. Yep. We got to go there sometime. It's There's, so good. Yeah, they got hit by the tornado, but they moved up a block and they're going again. So hmm. yeah. There's a place. Yeah, in, but no, that's my There's a place in Memphis called Brother Juniper's. And it is the best mm-hmm. breakfast I've ever tasted. But I'm open to trying new things, you know, when it comes to food. Yeah. I'm just crazy well, like that, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> next time I'm in Memphis, man, Brother Juniper's, if I'll take I'll take a recommendation on food always. My oh, friend. bro. If you go to Brother Juniper's in Memphis, Heck yeah. you'll be like, wow. He was he was That's one of my there. favorite things. Have you ever the been road to days, that's one of my favorite things is finding restaurants. What have you been to eat in Memphis? What have you What have you actually eaten in Memphis? Man, I hadn't spent much time in Memphis since my brother, older brother, went to college there, and I just you know the usual rendezvous and that you know stuff. Mm. That usual nothing that I'm I'm not a real Memphis expert to be honest with you. Well, so I would uh, I'd always take a recommendation. Next time you go, I heard, I, go ahead. I want to hear what you had to say there. I hear Jerry Lawler's got a barbecue place. Is that any good? As far as barbecue Is goes he- in Memphis. Um, Memphis Barbecue Company is the best to me. So yeah. next time you're there, you go to Memphis Barbecue Company and Gus's Chicken on Front Street. Have you tried now, Gus's? Gus's I have heard. I've heard the legend of Gus's for many, for many people, and I've always wanted to try. Cause growing up, loving fried chicken as a kid, you know. Gus's is next level. It's the one on Front Street. So when you go back, be sure and wait in that line. It's worth it because it's always okay. a line. So. Anyway, that's a good sign. Ryan, we thank you for being on the show. We end every show with a unbelievable fact. And since you're a All guitar right. legend, we're going to um, end it with a guitar fact. Love it. Ben, roll it. You might think it's not true, but I assure you that it is. It's hard to believe it's an unbelievable fact. The reason I ask you how long the longest time the longest span of time you ever played was for this unbelievable fact right here the longest okay. non-stop guitar session ever played was over 114 hours long wow it was played in dublin oh. ireland by dave brown 114 hours wow. straight playing that, man that, you, you got to be worn out after that how do them fingertips feel oh man <laughs> endurance training you got to work up to 114 hours yeah that's a ryan i think that you can beat it and i want to do it here at this studio (laughs) just let me know whenever i won't be here i won't be here the whole time but i will root you on for the first hour yeah right on and then we're gonna take a nap then i'm gonna be eating the first hour the rest is easy yeah, you get past the first hour. I mean, Dave actually told me, Dave Brown, the guy who played for 114 hours, he said, past the first hour, and you got it. Yeah. Smooth sailing. So easy after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, thank you so okay, much I'll for being on. <laughs> thank yeah, you. I really being... appreciate talking to you. It's been fun. So man. good to meet you, man. And I'm glad I didn't kill your father. Man, I nobody really more glad than me, man. I really nobody am. Nobody more glad than me. Well, Steve might be more glad than you, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a pretty big fan. But I'm a punk man. I don't have a punk anyway. He's going to hear about it this afternoon or evening. Tell him, Crip, don't forget the name. Chris Wallen almost killed you. Yeah. Don't say Marty. I didn't almost kill him. No, I'm not, I'm not lumping you with his, this riff right <laughs> All right, Ryan. God bless you, brother. You all have a great night. All right, man. Thank you, Ryan. 
Ah, thank y'all so much for listening to the Marty Ray Project Chats. And a big thank you to Rode for supplying the sound with Rodecaster Pro. Whether you like what you heard or hated what you heard, subscribe and rate us anyway. Let us have it. Thank you so much, Ryan Warner, for being on the show today. Thanks, everybody, for listening and tuning in. We got a YouTube channel now, the Marty Ray Project Chats. Go subscribe if you like watching these instead of just hearing them. Some crazy stuff on there. God bless.